Hello, my friend. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is another episode of the Back to Me podcast. And today I'm talking with Robin Powers. And it's another sleep episode, but you know, same, same, but different. Um, we're talking about all of the things that can happen and some strategies to help you get more sleep. So have a listen. Unless you're tired, go take a nap. But when you're ready, have a listen. Let me know what you think. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Hi, my friends. Welcome. This is the Back to Me podcast, and this is Heather, and I am super excited that you're here. You are going to hear some tips and some tricks and some ideas to help you live your happiest and healthiest self. I call it Back to Me because when you are taking care of yourself, back to me, then you can take better care of others and we can all make the world a better place. This is Wellness Your Way and I am super happy that you're here. Hello, my friend. Welcome, welcome. This is the Back to Me podcast and this is another awesome human conversation where we get to spend time with someone who knows stuff and we get to learn something new. And the, as you know, it's my favorite thing to do. The podcast is one of my favorite things to do because I always meet someone awesome and we get to share some stuff. So today is Robin Powers and Simply Embellished Life. Right? Right. Um, welcome, welcome, Robin. Thank you. Glad no to be worries. here. Yes. And um, how does my, my questions will go all over the place. We are going to talk about how sleep affects everything. Um, and they know that I preach sleep constantly. Um, but I'm curious how you came into so simply embellished life. How did you how did you come up with that? Where does that come from? <laughs> it, it's kind of it kind of evolved, <laughs> um, but I think and you know when I first came up with that name, it 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 included more than it does now because I kind of refined what I really felt passionate about and um, wanted to really help people with, and so it became to me kind of like a symbol of enhancing your life, but not making it complicated and stressful, just simply doing things that make your life better. So it just became simply embellished. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's awesome. And it is, we do sometimes overcomplicate everything, don't we? We're, especially, you know, at certain times when we feel like everything has to change, it's like we have to chuck it all out at once and start over again. And I think... And maybe this is, um, we can talk about that too, is like it's smaller things usually that have a bigger change, right? Right. Small things over time, not yeah. everything all at once. <laughs> yeah. I've done the everything all at once thing. It's, that's a little harder to recover from. <laughs> Frustrating and overwhelming. <laughs> right. And how did you get, so how did you, so it is true that when you're a solopreneur, you prune and adjust and adjust over time what draws you and what um, what you what your offering often is, especially when you first start out. So how did you 
how did you initially start into this world? Um, as, as far as like the Simply Embellished Life. Well, uh, wherever you want to go, really. That's I kind mean, of open-ended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not where were you born and how did you grow yeah. up? But <laughs> I mean, starting off, I kind of wanted to do a, a, like a lifestyle type blog and just kind of give people information on how to make life really great, but not make it complicated and do simple things that make you happy. Um, but I kept coming back to my passion is health and well-being. Right. Um, not so much all the other, you know, extra, we're all multifaceted and like all kinds of different things and do all these different things. But, but health has always been a huge part of my life, health and fitness. I mean, I've been in the fitness industry for over 17 years now. Um, so that's always been my thing. And then I just noticed like, that's what I was always drawn towards. And so that was what I most like to talk about. Um, and it's and true. I mean, sometimes you start. So, I mean, I do talk about six aspects of wellness all the time, but there are things that you can often feel like this one is important. And that's where you you focus your energy. And um, I find that the physical health, like it affects, I mean, they all all different parts of your life impact each other but the physical one when it's not working well really does take everything else down doesn't it yeah i mean our, our body is our home it's where we live and so if it's not doing well mentally we're not doing well either usually it, we're all it's all connected there's no separating it out yeah and i know we talked originally about how many things um sleep so i guess one of the simple things people can do is sleep isn't it yeah we, and, we all need to yeah <laughs> have you heard of that um and i don't know what it's called where you i know someone who tried it once where you like sleep for four hours and then you're awake for a certain number of hours and then you sleep for four hours it's not something you can do in the general nine to five world but it's like oh. this way of trying to maximize your productivity time which i think is a whole other kettle of fish right there but it was just like you slept for little smaller blocks of time interspersed through 24 hours and apparently it made the person go insane but huh. that is interesting i actually have not heard about people doing that but I, i've heard about people thinking they only need four hours of sleep every night <laughs> right and it's i mean i think sleep i mean it varies right Be on your age and what's going on and the time of year and so many things impact how much you need to sleep. I'm, I have found recently even medications you're on can really screw with your sleep cycles. So when you're working with people, is sleep one of the, the first things you look at? It's pretty close. Um, I mean, usually the first thing I start with is what's going on in your mind, um, <laughs> what your mindset is, because that has to pretty much start anything. We're not going to do anything without believing we should first, right? Um, so I, I usually start there. But sleep is definitely one of those top priority things that I think is going to, it's going to be a roadblock really to trying to get healthier if, you know, most people think working out and eating. And yeah, that's part of being healthy. But if you're not getting your sleep right, then sometimes 
that tends to affect the eating and the nutrition anyways. So I think that has to come before some of the those things that people think of generally initially, like, oh, this is what I need to change if I want to get healthier. So I think it's definitely comes first in the journey. So, so um, meaning like, even if you eat well, if you don't sleep well, you won't be able to be, get the benefits of it? Or do you think you just make poor choices when you're not sleeping well? Or maybe it's both. I think it's both. Um, if you, you could be eating well, but if you're not getting enough sleep or enough quality sleep, you're still not going to reap all the benefits of that. First of all, you're less likely to um, clear out the toxins from your body. And so that could be doing more damage than, you know, the healthy eating is helping you. And when you don't get enough sleep, your body, the hormones change, what your body releases changes. So your hunger hormone actually increases, which makes you feel hungry or nobody likes to feel hungry. Right. And if you're trying to eat better, it makes it really hard and frustrating when you're hungry all the time, but you're like, Oh, I'm, I don't want to eat too much, which I don't believe in the eating too much, eating too less type of thing. It's really to me about what you're eating, not how much you're eating, but you also tend to crave those fatty, sugary foods, not like, let me go grab some carrots. I'm really hungry. <laughs> oh, yay. Carrot so, sticks. Yum. Yeah. They're like, mm, chips, pizza, you know, all those things that have a lot of calories for the vol volume of food that they are. Um, so you're, you're increasing your hunger, you're increasing your cravings of the foods that maybe you wouldn't necessarily choose if you weren't as hungry. And it also reduces um, your inhibitions. So you now don't have enough sleep and now your inhibitions are lowered. And so now instead of like, yes, I have my plan, I'll go eat my fruit and my vegetables, like mm, that brownie looks really good to me. Yeah, whatever. I'm just going to have it because because you don't have that same willpower that you would if you were completely rested. And because I want it, damn it. <laughs> right? And also the hormone um, for making you feel full, uh, which is leptin. So you're, you're feeling hungrier, but then you're also not getting full as quickly and as easily. So it causes right. you to, to eat more often and probably even more than you would have normally. Right. Hmm. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. And I think about sometimes the work outside. So I, because I, we have similar, I've been in the fitness industry while well, I've been teaching yoga for 19 years, but um, I'm also a personal trainer. And um, it's interesting, like I'll have clients who I don't actually want them to work out. I don't want to work out with them because what they need is to sleep <laughs> because I feel like it's um, not as, and maybe you can speak to that a little bit, it's not beneficial. It's like you think the workout is what you need, but maybe it's not. Right. Because if you, when you're working out, honestly, like, yes, exercise is good for you, but it also causes oxidative stress to your body. It's, it's causing like, a stressor on your body. So if you're not getting enough sleep, that's like a double whammy. Like right. you're wearing your body down by exercising, but your body 
in order to improve from that exercise needs that rest, needs that recovery time. Your body, when you're sleeping, what it's doing is kind of healing and resetting and recharging and clearing out the toxins. So if you're not getting that part of it, that exercise is not helping you. I just had the weirdest image pop into my head. I have to tell yeah. you, of like yeah. shopping at like around Boxing Day where the store has been torn apart by people shopping and going through the piles of clothes and no one has gone in at night and reset everything so that it's clean and tidy and you can get yourself organized and find the things you're looking for. And I have no idea why that popped into right. my head. It's <laughs> but, visual to me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, when you go into that thrift store where nobody organizes the clothes, it's a mess. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, there was a, there was a trainer here in Toronto, um, this was a few years ago. I feel like it was when we still ha were having, before we stopped live events briefly, because in the span of a lifetime, they weren't gone for that long. Um, and he won trainer of the year at our big, huge fitness conference. And um, one of my husband's cousins actually trained with him. And she said the first thing he did, which was the strangest thing was, he told her to stop working out so much <laughs> and like actually cut back what she did and incorporated rest into his plan. And she started to see results and she just couldn't figure out why. I said, well, because you need some rest, friend, like you need some rest. So when you're helped, like, do you have strategies that you use for people to help them figure that out? And I mean, I know everybody's life is different, but is there commonalities that you see where people can start to figure out how to practically get that rest? I mean, I think a common thread with a lot of people is they get less sleep because they think they're going to be more productive. They think they're going to get more done. Like, I can't go to bed. I need to do this, this, and this before I go to bed. Or I need to wake up super early because I need to do this, this, and this before the kids wake up or, you know, whatever else is happening in their life before they go to work. Um, but the truth is that if you neglect the sleep to do the other things, one, you're probably not doing them as well because you're not as focused. Um, you're, you're more likely to make mistakes. Uh, it becomes a harder task when you're tired. I'm, just think back to a time when you're tired trying to do something. Like I feel like you probably have to like remind yourself, okay, what am I doing? How do I do this? It, it makes it harder, and in the end, you're you're probably going to be less productive in the amount of time that you used staying up late or getting up earlier than if you just got your seven to nine hours of sleep and then tried to get it done at another time. Right. I, I think that's pretty common, and so planning really comes into that as far as scheduling out your time and being consistent about a dead a dead. No. <laughs> a bedtime, <laughs> getting the letters all switch around, a bedtime and when do you wake up? Because that's really going to set you on the right path to getting good quality sleep is having a consistent schedule. I've heard it referred to as sleep hygiene. Yeah. You, you know, it's like go to bed at the same time, get up at the same time, you know, have a routine that signals that you're getting ready to go to sleep so that your body goes, oh, this is us getting ready to go to sleep and that right. you're ready. Um, and it's interesting because there's, you'll hear things like 
and I don't, I can't remember who this coach is because I don't follow them, but they have, you know, especially for entrepreneurs, for people who are um, working or even even moms, like, let's be serious. <laughs> it's like, work till your eyeballs bleed. It's like, no, no, that's not really the best solution. It's like the 80s, no pain, no gain. That was not the right thing at that time. And there are people who will say, well, if you want to do something, just get up a half an hour earlier in the morning. Heard that a lot. <laughs> I know. And I understand where it's coming from. And I understand they're trying to create another usually um, healthy habit and they're trying to give them that time and space to have that. But I can't get up a half hour earlier. I don't know. It's yep, like, I'm with you. It's like, <laughs> Sleep no is important way. to me. And somebody tells me to get up earlier, I think, no, no, that's not the solution. <laughs> I, and I've actually now created my life where I don't use an alarm clock. That's awesome. Right, <laughs> because I... Well, part of it, I'm quite a light sleeper, so I wake up quite regularly, but um, I try to go to bed always at the same time. And I've got this somehow, I don't, it was by accident. I've trained myself of when I wake up and get out of bed. And if I'm tired, I don't wake up. <laughs> so, but I've created this life where that's okay, right? I have, and, and it, doesn't happen overnight, friends. I, it took me a few many years to, you know, figure out what pieces to move around and where and how to structure your days so that you get that sleep. I became very paranoid about sleep when I hit menopause because I wasn't getting any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't feel good, right? To not have any sleep. It makes you miserable. It, it's a uh, uh, it's actually it can become scary for the people around you too because your moods get a bit wonky, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you become unpredictable, and I'm pretty convinced that a lot of midlife divorces happen because people aren't sleeping enough. <laughs> it re definitely reflect, uh, you know, affects our relationships with you know our spouses, our kids, coworkers, you know, pretty much anyone around us because if we're not tired, we're not happy, and it doesn't make us treat ourselves well or other people around us. And we have made it quite glamorous in media to, what was that show, 24? You know, people stay up all night because they're so dedicated. I mean, 24 was an extreme example, but um, you watch TV shows where it's like, you pull all-nighters, we're going to do this, we're going to plow through this. I'm like, ah. In school, I never once did an all-nighter because somehow I just knew that I was not going to be able to write the exam if I didn't sleep. And I don't, I don't think you would retain anything. Right. Yeah, at some point, your, your brain is not focused anymore. And is it so, and maybe you know the answer to this about um, memories are, are dependent on sleep. Is this, am I remembering that correctly? Yes, I haven't done a whole lot of um, research on that. But yes, I, I have heard the same thing. Like that is when your your mind is kind of organizing itself, really, I guess, and, and creating those memories that stick. So obviously, if you're not sleeping, you're less likely to rem remember things and be able to memorize. Yeah, you might remember for the exam, but. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember us having a conversation, a quick um when we were talking um, before about 
uh, risk of disease. So is there specific mm -hmm. things that you think that are affected by sleep? And is it because of, or what is, maybe I'll just ask you, what is causes that? So I talked a little bit before about how when you're sleeping, it clears the body of toxins. So these toxins are generally what is contributing to different diseases. Um, and that can be anything from heart disease, uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, depression, um, cancer. I mean, the list just really goes on and on. Any, you know, thing that you can think of that is pretty common in our society might have to do with how you're sleeping. Do you know um, how much that has been studied at this point? Like I, I don't uh, go and read all the research. I just ask people like you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've definitely done, you know, reading on the subject. And so I think there are studies out there, but I think it's probably something that you would have to go looking for that it's not going to be in the mainstream news. <laughs> right, you know, right. You're not going to just turn on the TV and they're going to be talking about how sleep is ruining your health. There. Well, it's interesting because I did read Ariana Huffington's book on sleep. And um, how she became a sleep evangelist after she had an incident where she uh, actually passed out because she was yeah. trying to go on three, four hours of sleep. Wow. And yeah, she really, really impacted her health. And when she, and it might have just been um, like an anecdotal study that she did, but showing, you know, how many... CEOs of big corporations die young because they're not getting the rest that they need and they have these big jobs and they're always on, 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 on. Yeah. And do, do you have strategies for people who have trouble sleeping? I do. Right before I answer that, I just want to mention too that oh, yeah. um, when we talked about the hormones too during sleep, uh, cortisol is another one. And if you don't get enough sleep, your body actually releases more cortisol, which most people know is the stress hormone. And the more stress you have, the more health problems you tend to have. And it also is increases your risk of things like heart disease and high blood pressure. So I just wanted to put that yeah. in too. Um, well, I just remember at one point some, maybe it was one of those, you know, weight loss ads. It's like cortisol is making you have a fat belly. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it packs, packs fat onto the abdomen. Most most of the time, that's where people want to get it off of, right? <laughs> that's their focus area. You can't just do crunches and that works. <laughs> no, crunches don't work for, you know, you can't spot reduce no, right, your right. weight. But it is yeah. interesting that, um, uh, you know, it's like I'm stressed about, you know, the, the my look. And I, I mean, this isn't me, but it's like, people who are stressed about their external image are creating more stress and impacting the image they're trying to, to get. Which right, is, so it's actually having the opposite effect. The stress of how you look is is keeping you from getting where you want to be. Right. And sorry, I interrupted in the middle of the other thing you were going to say. I know. Oh, well, no, you didn't. But then I interrupted <laughs> you uh, by your question to go back to the cortisol. And now I can't remember. <laughs> I was talking about the CEOs who die young because oh, yeah, yeah. they're not sleeping. Right. Ariana and Huffington. So, yeah, that's what you're talking about. The like the cortisol, too, that relates to that because, you know, CEOs, they already have a lot of pressure and stress and then add the, you know, I can't sleep because I have so much to do. And their cortisol is probably high all the time, which then, you know, creates weight gain and 
other health issues that there well, you I go remember. Have longevity. It was um, strategies for when you have trouble sleeping. Yes, strategies. I mean, because you want to have yeah. you want to have quality sleep, but just laying right. in bed staring at the ceiling is not quality sleep. Right. So one thing I already mentioned was the consistency was having that set bedtime and hopefully, you know, getting up at the same time. So that doesn't mean, you know, oh, it's the weekend. I can sleep until 10 or 11 because that really just kind of messes your whole rhythm up. Um, and it, you can't just catch up. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to make up for that sleep I didn't get during the week. Because if you think about it, like if you got an extra hour of sleep during every night of the week, that's a whole nother night's sleep. You're not making up for that on Saturday and Sunday, right? Right. Um, so consistency, like you talked about, not even needing an alarm clock. Like that is amazing. I aspire to, to be there someday. I can't <laughs> honestly say that I go without an alarm clock. But most of the time I do. If like on the weekends, if I don't set it because I don't necessarily have to be up, I still wake up at that, you know, that time that right. I normally would during the week. Um but I'm not to the point where I'm, you know, like, I'm going to try it without it because my kids <laughs> might miss the bus and that's a stressor. <laughs> that would be a stressor. Yes. I don't have to get anybody anywhere. So that's why I can do that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> now, my friends, um, Robin's camera is frozen. There she is. I, I know you were frozen too. So <laughs> there we go. We we're can keep, we're going to keep, keep trucking. So, mm -hmm. so other yes. strategies other than consistency um, is to think about things. And I do, I have a whole list, 15 ways to improve your sleep. Oh, is that your freebie? Yeah, yeah. My giveaway for anybody who's interested in improving their sleep. Um, but a couple other things that are on the list include devices. Like we are so into our phones and our tablets and our TVs, but you need to shut that down at a certain point. You can't do that until bedtime. It makes your mind think it's daytime and time to be alert. So then you talked about going to bed and just staring at the ceiling because you can't fall asleep. And some of that might have to do with that blue light that you're getting from the screen and tricking your mind into thinking it's daytime. So put those things away at least an hour before bed, if not, you know, two. It, it might depend on the person, you know, you might have to put it away two hours or maybe even three hours before bedtime. Mm -hmm. um, to let your mind know like hey guess what it's nighttime and time to go to sleep so yeah devices down consistency and another big one for me is not eating before you go to bed and really I, for for a couple different reasons i mean related to sleep is because when you eat before bed, then your body is digesting while you're sleeping and it can ca actually cause a decrease in the quality of your sleep. So if your body's busy digesting, maybe it's not cleaning out all those toxins that you have in your body because it's got another job at the same time, right? So I think that's important for, for the sleep reason, but then also like we don't usually make the healthiest food choices if we're eating right before bed. Again, we're not going for the broccoli and the carrots and the, let me have a late night salad, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a couple of different reasons, but as far as quality of sleep, it actually does interrupt your sleep, whether you realize it or not, because maybe you're not waking up in the middle of the night saying, oh, I'm full or whatever, but it you just don't get the same quality. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, I guess insomnia can be caused by all sorts of things for people. 
Um, I can think of a whole laundry list. But do you think that things like the consistency in the screens helps counteract some of that, like just automatically? I personally have never dealt with insomnia. Um, so I don't know it on a personal level. And I think, like you said, I think that can come from a multiple, multiple, you know, reasons in your life. And I think stress might be a big part of that stress and anxiety. Um, even exercise really, like if you don't ever exercise and you're sitting around all the time, you're really probably not wearing your body out enough that you feel like you need to sleep. And that could be an issue too. So there, there's so many reasons um, that could go with insomnia. I haven't researched it a whole lot. You know, I've, I've read a little bit about it, but I mean, there's different things you can try to see if they work. There's also the caffeine and the sugar thing, you know, oh, yeah. when we're tired, we, we don't necessarily, you know, in the middle of the day, you're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. We're like, I'm tired. I'm going to drink this coffee or this energy drink, or let me just have some sugar to, you know, keep me awake for the rest of the evening. And then those things keep you from sleeping at night because they don't wear off, you know, in the right. next hour or two, or it's not all of a sudden, like it's not affecting your body once it's time to go to bed. They, yeah, they wear I, off in their own time. I know for me, if I have... I don't drink coffee, but I do enjoy a nice matcha latte. And because I don't drink coffee, I don't get caffeine very often. And so if I have one of those after, say, 4.30 in the afternoon, forget it. <laughs> I'm not sleeping. So I have to be very conscious yeah. of when I consume that. And, um, yeah, caffeine is a crazy thing. Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't believe people used to take it as a weight loss pill. Yeah way back when <laughs> and it's like and those um red bulls and all yeah. of these different energy drinks now that are just on the market so right. people just feel this need to keep pushing 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 but at some point your body has is going to push back on you right right it, it's masking the it's masking the symptoms of what you're doing to your body but it's not making it better right which is not good for you. No. <laughs> and just imagine, I, I had this client once who, they, she and she was retired, so it wasn't even like she was on the go, go, go all, all the time. But they went on vacation for several months. And she said for about the first two or three weeks, she slept so much. And at some point it normalized. And I guess it was just like she had not been letting herself rest. And talking about, you know, I have a joke with my husband, there's no such thing as catch up sleep. No. <laughs> because, no. like you said, you can't sleep an entire day. But she was sleeping, 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 sleeping. And at some point, it normalized itself out. And I think that would be such a luxury for all of us to normalize our sleep schedules to that place where you can sleep when you're tired, even if it's at two in the afternoon. And you remember naps <laughs> and you wake up when you're supposed to wake up because your body is rested. Just imagine it's like a utopia. <laughs> yeah, I think we, a lot of people just struggle with it. They try to fit it to their schedule instead of making it work for what's healthy. So it's they've got it upside down. Yeah. Right. 
And so you do have, it's going to be in the show notes, by the way, friends, don't panic. Um, the uh, download for people to get this, um, what do you call it? 15 ways to improve sleep. 15 ways to improve sleep. And because it's simply embellished life, they're going to be easy, right? Yep. <laughs> simple or simple, but not easy. Mm. Yes. So yeah, the simple means pretty, um, not complicated, right? Not complicated, but it does take some effort sometimes. And yeah, and you have to be consistent with it. Yes. Because we, Rome was not built in a day. Sleep was not created, you know, changing of habits is not created overnight. But um, allowing yourself that space to find out how nice it actually feels to be rested and not be on the go, go, go all the time, right? Yeah. And they can find you at simplyembellishedlife.com, yes? Correct, yes. And... You have a private face group book uh, group. group. That's it. Not a book, a group for people. Same name, right? It, it is not. Um, oh. I, my private group is for moms, um, oh. especially that are trying to improve their health. And it's called Motivated Moms for Health, Fitness, and a Joyful Life. Well, okay, that's going to be in the show notes. It's for a sure. long one. <laughs> <laughs> I was speaking last week with um another mom supporter who talks about you know helping them sort things out so they can thrive instead of just survive children <laughs> so yeah. it's a theme it's a theme maybe i'll have to make my month's themes or something mm -hmm. july is the month of mom support because the kids are on vacation <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh my god seriously <laughs> oh my goodness it just happened that way, people. I didn't plan it. It just happened that way. <laughs> thank you. So before you go, though, I want first of all, I want to thank you so much for coming and spending some time and sharing your knowledge because I do always learn something and I love sharing that all that knowledge. But before you go, I'm always interested in what you would s say to people as your a final word of wisdom. My final word of wisdom is... Or words. You can say more words. than one. <laughs> wisdom <laughs> is don't, don't put off little things that could change your life. Like Make time for them now. You are important. You are worth it. And don't make life extra complicated. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. That's... There you go, friends. Mic drop. Don't overcomplicate <laughs> it. Thank you, Robin, so much for coming and hanging out. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And my friend out in podcast land, if you're tired, go take a nap. It's okay. I give you permission. Here's your permission slip. <laughs> take care, and I will see you next time. Hi, my friend. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you found it useful and you're like me and you like, like helping others, please feel free to share this. Just give it a like, 
give it a comment. If you found something useful in it, there's a chance that someone else will find something useful as well. Also, if you have any questions at all, I can absolutely help and I would love to help. You can email me at heather at prosperityflowcoaching.com. If you want more of this awesome content, you can follow me on Instagram, Heather Stewart Coaching. You can follow me on Facebook, Prosperity Flow Coaching. And I have a personal request. I want to help as many people as I can with these podcasts. And if you could give me a review, hopefully a good one, <laughs> if you could share, if you could send this out into the world, I would truly appreciate it. I hope you have an amazing day. And I hope that you find your way to wellness by getting back to me. Take care, my friend.